Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Showdog, Gola, and KG talking all things fantasy. It's Bad Dad Baseball. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bad Dad Baseball, episode three. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the top 20 pitchers that we have in a Keeper League format. It's a snowy Wednesday night for us here in Maine, and it is very unfortunate that the MLB was unable to get a deal done. Bullshit. Yeah, we were hoping to have it happen so we could talk about it live. Um, Not going to happen. Doesn't look good. Uh, What do you guys think? I was saying the other day, I thought it would have been the coolest thing if they were able to strike a deal while our show, we were airing, we were recording our show. But unfortunately, they're just a bunch of assholes, and uh, I'm getting really sick of this. Yeah, I, I, it seems like the the players are, like, digging their heels in more this year than they have in the past. Like, I really think they're just not, they're not fucking giving in until they want to have, they get what they want. And it seems as though the biggest sticking point now is the whole thing with the international draft. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm like weird on the fence about it because I feel like I like the idea of it because I think there's so much sketchy shit going on. You know, you, you know, before when it was like the July 1st signing period, you'd like go to like a rankings page in May and be like, so-and-so is expected to sign with the Cubs. It's like, well, how the hell is that supposed to happen if they can't do stuff until July 1st? Right. But it's also you look from a player standpoint and like I think they said the first pick of the draft would only make one point seven million, which is like nowhere near what the top guys getting for like on the open market. So I, I understand both sides of it. Um I think it's kind of ridiculous that that's what the sticking point is, but um yeah, I don't know. Hopefully they can get their heads out of their ass and figure something out in the next couple of days. Because I think they're what up to like three series now they're canceling. Yeah. I think it uh, yeah, first two weeks, right? I think it was. I wish, I wish, I don't understand. I know it's way more complex, complex than just saying it, but I wish that it was, everybody was into a draft that wasn't in the MLB, international, college, high school, and they literally just pick one best player after the next, instead of having two separate things anyway. Um, I don't think it's, I mean, it's obviously not going to happen. It's probably way more complex than I even know, but I wish yeah, I could see something I, like that happen. Because I, so I think like the whole thing with the, the first pick in the international draft being at 1.7 million. I think it was like equivalent to what the, it was either the seventh or the eighth pick in the actual like amateur draft, like the college guys and high school kids would get. So there's a little bit of difference there, but I agree with you. I think I'd rather have it that way. Just put both uh, international and college and high school kids in one and just roll with it. Now I think a lot of high school kids are going to get screwed because I think most of the international kids are probably going to get drafted higher, but um it's just weird to have like MLB teams like cutting side deals with like 14 year olds. It's doesn't just doesn't seem right. Yeah. And they have really to fake doesn't. ages and, and get yeah. deals done with agents. It's, it's not it's good like, for gonna, baseball. No, and we're going to sign like so-and-so's brother. Who's never going to make the fuck like never make a, like an instructional league just mm-hmm. in order to get somebody. I mean, it's kind of like the, I think the Sox did that with like Bogarts. I mean, his brother, they signed his brother at the same time and, I don't think he made it that far at all, but it's like, you know, we're willing to throw him like quarter of a million dollars or $500,000 just to get Xander. And I mean, obviously that worked out for the Sox, but it's just weird shit like that, that I just, I don't, I don't agree with. Do you guys, uh, do you guys favor a side at all? Like the owners of the players? Usually it's players, but I, I agree 
with the international uh, part is that I would like to see it be a draft. But other than I mean, that's the biggest holdup. And then other than that, I mean, these owners make so much money that I just I usually side with the players. Yeah, I think I'm on the player side of it. And I think I feel like uh, the players don't get me wrong. They're in it for themselves, but I think they're kind of like trying to make the game better. And I do think the players are trying to grow the game. Whereas I don't think the owners give a flying fuck about anything besides money. I mm-hmm. really don't. I mean, you look at guys like the the owner of the pirates, they never spend money. So it's not about winning to them. It's just about what we can do to win as cheaply as we possibly can. So it's like, that's why I hate when they're like saying, Oh, we're, you know, we're trying to make grow the game. No, you're not. You're trying to grow right. your bottom line. So whatever is going to make you the most money is what you want to do. So I tend to tend to side with the players um, in this whole thing. The uh, I, I guess the the latest thing that happened was the owners offered the players three separate deals. Uh, the players reviewed them. They were going to offer something back, and uh, the owners basically just said we're we're canceling the next week so i think i think the fact that the owners gave them three deals and i guess they were all decent deals the biggest thing is this international thing um i i almost want to side with the owners but just the fact that they they wouldn't even take a counter proposal and they just said you know screw this we're done for the day let's cancel another week that's what that's what makes me a little bit sour is that they're just willing to to cancel these games and I think one thing that's like messed up about it and where I, I agree with you on that, NG, but I also think it's bullshit that the owners are saying you either agree to this international draft. And if we if you don't agree to it, then in three years, we get to open the CBA back up and we got to do this all fucking over again because mm-hmm. they didn't get their way this year. Mm-hmm. So they're going to make sure they do it in three years from now. And I, I just I, I, I don't know at what point does like baseball fans just say, you know what, I'm, I'm fucking done. I'm done going to games. I'm not dealing with this bullshit anymore. Like it just seems like they can't figure it out. And I feel like baseball is one of those sports where like, I think the NFL is the most popular sport in the country and I don't think it's close, mm-hmm. but I feel like everybody can like get on board with like going to a baseball game, whether you like sports or not. Cause you sit out in the sun, you have a few beers, you eat a couple of hot dogs and you shoot the shit. Like I just feel like major league baseball they just they continue to just like like kick themselves in the nuts. I yeah, just don't understand. The yep. Yeah, it's just it, it's sad. And I truthfully, and I'm getting to the point now. If it wasn't for like fantasy baseball, I don't give a fuck. I could care less about it. Completely agree on that. At that point, yeah. no doubt. All right, so we're gonna do our top twenty starting pitcher ranks. Like Sherry said, this is just for keeper leagues. Uh, you might see some weird rankings if you were expecting this to be a redraft league. So age is obviously a factor in this. Uh, so what we're basically gonna do is we're gonna go start at twenty and work our way up to number one. You guys ready? I am. Yeah, let's rock and roll. So the way we did this basically is uh, all three of us, we did our own lists, and then I created the spreadsheet and it basically made a composite uh, ranking. So this is basically an average of our three rankings. So number 20. This is uh, one guy actually kept off my list, but at 20 we have... You're a fucking hater. <laughs> it might be why. It might be why. I, I had 30. people reach out to me be like, Kev's a Duke fan and a Yankee fan. Let's just mute him. Can you mute him? 
So 33 so hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If people want to know, he also likes the fucking Lakers, too. So I don't really like him enough. anymore, Jesus dude. Once, once Kobe, once Kobe left, R.I.P., once he was gone, man, I, I, I can't, I don't, I didn't even get excited when they won. That's not a fan. No, uh, I, I, but you, I mean, yeah, I got you, but. Okay, yeah, I mean, you did like hey, hey Fergola, fuck you. <laughs> All right. At 20, 33-year-old lefty from the Sox, Christopher Sale. Yeah, I, I, I'll jump in on this one, on Sale uh, right now. I just think he come back from Tommy John last year. And I think he pitched like it was like a three three one seven or something like three one six. He still struck out like eleven one bat eleven batters per nine. Um, his uh, his batting average was a little high. You know, batting average against was like two sixty nine. But I think part of that is just you know it was probably rust. He probably wasn't locating pitches like he should be. Um, I still feel he's probably going to strike out guys in an, at an elite level. I mean, I'm looking at his baseball savant page. And I think, you know, his best pitch has always been, I mean, he's been pumping fastballs, you know, upper 90s, but his best pitch is that wipeout slider he has. In last year, he threw a 31.5% of the time, and batters hit 158 on off of it with a 228 slugging. Um, so I just think that sales still got, his stuff is still there. I think coming back, he's going to have a full year, a full off season to get his, you know, his, his throwing regimen in. And I think sales still going to start dealing for the Sox. Um, be that ace that they you know kind of needed last year. Yeah, he's a momentum pitcher. So when he's out on the mound, he's one of those guys that if he's grooving, he's frigging grooving. He's he's strike after strike, and he's gonna come at you, and he's gonna come at your hands. He's gonna come low and away with that slider. Um, he to me, I, I love Sale. Um, I still think he has it. He's his his fastball is still right up there. His slider still, you know, low nineties, um, high eighties, and and. So he still got it. Um, obviously, wasn't so great last year, but coming off, I agree. Coming off Tommy Tommy John, I I expect him to bounce back this year. This was a really hard one for me to place. I think, like you know, the the injury is obviously one thing, but was it 2019? He started the season off, and his ERA was like above 10 for the first month or so, and then like as the season drew on, he pulled it together. He's a streaky guy and he was dominant again, but it, but for the year, his numbers were still like, I think four and a half in 2019, but four or five years ago, you look at Chris sale and he'd be in the conversation for the best pitcher in the majors. No doubt about it. Like he was a stud. So he, with the past couple of years, him being 33, I, I left him off my list, but he still got the 20 spot here in our, in our composite ranks. All right, moving on 19. Love this guy. Love him. 24-year-old from the Blue Jays, Alex Manoa. I mean, you just look at this dude, and he looks like a beast. Six foot six, 260 pounds. Like I say, he's only 24 years old. So last year, first season in the majors, and I, I mean, he impressed me. Being on the Blue Jays obviously is huge. I think you're going to have that run support. You're going to be able to pitch with a little bit, you know, less pressure, but he's going to get wins. The dude's going to get strikeouts. His averages for ERA whip are right where you want them to be. I'm a little bit hesitant on him just because it just, it's the AL East and it's hard for pitchers. It just seems like there's no great young pitchers. 
So something's going on where it usually takes them like a couple of years to transition. And then, then they bounce back um, going from the minors to the majors. He obviously has all the stuff. I mean, when he was coming up, he had electric stuff, minors, he ate it up. Um, I, I think if there is a pitcher, a young pitcher to, to do it, um, he's the youngest one on our list um, other than Trevor Rogers. So I, I, I like Manoa. I like where he is. I like, I like his chances. I just, I'm a little hesitant because young pitchers just haven't been able to do it yet, especially in the AL East. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he, uh, he kind of showed some, uh, I would say some balls, his first start last year, he come up and I think it was in Yankee stadium night. I don't know if it was like a Sunday night game. It, it, I think it was a primetime game and he just absolutely dealt. I think he went seven innings. I don't think he let up maybe one run and like eight K's. So the kid, you know, maybe, you know, it ain't the Yankees in the late 90s, early 2000s, but it's still the Yankees and it's still the Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. So I feel like he's he's one of those guys that, the you know, the big stage doesn't scare him. Um, and I and I think like, you know, he he's somebody that could potentially, you know, if we're doing this, you know, this time next year, he could be pushing, you know, making a knock on the door of the top 10. I think he's got the stuff to do it. He he's got the you know the pro, he's a he's a big boy too. So mm-hmm. um, he should be able to handle you know, handle the uh, log in some longer innings. So yeah, Mano is a guy that uh, I love him because I also own him. So all the all the all the kind words you guys say about him is just like uh, makes my heart flutter. <laughs> no, he I mean he has potential to be a top five pitcher at the end of the year, right? Like he could jump easily into that top five for me um especially because i think that pitchers about from five five to 20 is such a question mark with age with arms with anything so he has just as much as anybody the ability to jump all the way up um it'll be interesting uh, i think the only reason he's at 19 i think he, he would be higher i think the only reason at 19 is because he's only done it for one season yeah, yeah. I agree. like you said yeah. he does it he does it next year he does it this year he does it next year it's like this dude's easily yeah top, and that's how I, you know i don't give him the I miss I miss Shane Shane Baz on here too. He's younger, but um, I I just yeah he's got to, if he proves it one more year. I just think it's hard to do it in the ALE. So let's see what he does. Let's see what he yep. does. I don't want to go out and use a high draft pick on a guy like that, you know. If if I don't if he's got a little bit of question mark. All right, at eighteen, uh, this is the first guy on our list that uh, all three of us actually ranked, albeit not the greatest rank, but all three of us put him on our list but 25 year old from the giants logan webb logan webb i have i have him i think higher than both of you i like logan logan webb, logan webb a lot i think um he's a ground ball pitcher so he's not he's not a k per nine guy although it is over nine it's just under 10 um but hard hit balls he's one of the best in the league i think he's top top five in hard hit ball and obviously being a ground ball pitcher, everything is down. So his fly ball rate is like under 10%, which obviously leads to less home runs. So he keeps the ball in the park. I, he had a great second half last year. Um, he started switching things up, throwing a little more off speed. So um, that helped him. If he can keep that going, I think playing in San Francisco in that big ballpark, especially anyway. So if he does give a fly ball, it usually doesn't leave the leave the yard. He's got great fielding behind him. Uh, I like Logan Webb. He's not, gonna, like I said, he's not a big K guy, but ERA, whip, wins. He's going to help you on all those. Yeah, and I think the thing with him is just is similar to uh, with Manoa. You kind of want to see it for another year. 
Um, because if you look at his numbers, I mean, across 2019 and 2020, you know, granted they were kind of COVID Gross. shortened years. Yeah. He made, uh, he made 19 games, this game started and his, uh, his ERA was well over five with a whip yep. around one and a half. So yep. those numbers are not good. So you kind of want to see this, you know, him build off of this, the momentum he made in 2021 and the 2022. And if he continues to do that, then, you know, he's going to be you know, high up on the list. He, he's probably going to be similar, maybe with a better K rate that is like Kyle Hendricks, kind of a ground ball, uh, good control, but uh, he's probably going to straight guys out more than Hendricks. I just, I want to see him do it for more than a, more than a year because uh, those numbers in 19 and 20 were, uh, or yeah, 19 or 20 were just not good. So. Yeah, I mean, definitely a breakout season. Uh, I, I think, one thing about him this year is like now he's going to be the ace on that team. Uh, that year they traded for uh, what's the guy there from the Orioles? I think it was Orioles. Gosman. Gosman. Yeah, Kevin Gosman. Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't trade for him. They signed him. I think he, he started the year over there. Okay. All right. My bad. Yeah. yeah. So they. All right. So yeah. So like Gosman obviously had a monster year, so that takes pressure off the pitcher. Uh, but the fact that he's on the Giants and the Giants. It blows my mind to this day too that they had the most wins in the majors last year. That goes a long way for pitchers, and I think uh, I I think if he can pitch with a lead, that takes pressure off a guy, you know. And he has good numbers. His ERA and WHIP are good, so uh, I, I expect I expect good things from this guy. One thing about him though is. Even through the minors, he never had a huge K-9 rate. So if you're something you're doing, you're trying to chase K-9, I, I don't think Webb's the guy for you, but I think he's a nice piece to have on your team. Yeah, you don't want to build your staff around him. I agree. Yeah. You want him to be that second, third, uh, maybe even a fourth guy, depending on how you build your roster. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, though, because with Gosman out of San Francisco now, we signed with the Blue Jays uh, before mm-hmm. uh, the labor delay. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, He's probably going to be matching up against some number ones. And... Uh, yeah, that's gonna be tough. You know, I mean, you know, as far as the win total goes, but I, my whole thing with fantasy, I don't chase wins. Um, they're so hit or miss. You and isn't know. San you Francisco? Have um, haven't haven't they been good like every four years? I think they stink for three years and they're good for well, a year. Well, they stink for three years, like, good for a year. It was like every even year, right? For a little while, they won the World Series or something. Yeah, I think they had a three-year run, didn't they? Or was it every even year? Something yeah, like that. I think so. So, so uh, yeah, in San Francisco, by the way, they don't have like a roster that scares anyone. They just played really well last year and put it together. So I don't know if they're they're actually that good. So if you're expecting wins, I don't think they're gonna come as like they did. La- I don't think they're gonna come like they did last year. It, it could be a little little off for those wins. Uh, at 17, 26 year old from the Cardinals, Jack Flaherty. This guy uh, is on two of our lists. One of them, uh, I will not name who it was, did not rank him. Who was it? He's not good. (laughs) He's not freaking good, dude. Okay, so, all right. uh, Home Run Derby, I I love him. Okay, so I'll jump in on Flaherty. I I think I had Flaherty up as, I probably had him higher than UG. I think I had 12. Yeah, so Flaherty... I think honestly going into last year or maybe in the year before he had a monster year. And I think 2019 mm-hmm. um, where he, you know, he had a two seven, five ERA 10.6 uh, K per nine, 196 innings pitched. I mean, the guy was, you know, he shoved the whole year. 
last year he had a bit of a bit of a rough patch. No, two years ago he had a bit of a rough patch in the COVID shortened year, but he still struck on almost eleven batters. Um, and last year he was on he was he was dealing last year, and then he got I don't know if he was an oblique injury or something, but you know he started fifteen games. He had a three two two struck out eighty five batters and seventy eight innings, which isn't uh, which isn't a great K per nine, but you know his WHIP was still barely over one. And I mean, if you look at his baseball savant page, there's a lot of blue. So I think he probably got a little bit uh, lucky last year uh, in that terms, because I think his expected ERA was a 4.89. I mean, his actual was a 3.22. So that's that's why I left him down is because I was looking at that but, as well. And, but and if you look at two, yeah, no, I, no, it's it's a valid concern. But then you look at his uh, is the batting average by pitches. I think the highest average somebody the batters hit off of him on off one of his pitches was 215 so it's not like they were you know people are pounding on him and he was you know he's people hitting 300 off off some of his pitches so i don't know what the deal is with flaherty he's still young enough uh the cardinals you know they've had a pretty good track record with the guys developing them so um I'd still probably the reason, I mean, I'm still a little wary because he seemed like he's been up and down, but I still think he's, you know, he's a top 20 guy as far as um, Donnie Sillies go as far as pitchers. He, after his 24 year old season, 2019, like you said, like he, this guy was easily top 10 keeper pitcher. He was like nasty. He just, he checked off all the boxes and then COVID season happened. And I think he was like one of the first players in the majors to like get COVID and like miss time. And I think, I think he had some like, pretty decent complications from it and he just never got on track that year and i think that is in so many people's minds because he had a decent year this past year only thing down from last year really was k9 but he's proven he can he can strike people out i think if he brings that k9 back up this guy's easily can trend back up to top 10 player status yeah for me it's it's caution if if you're gonna add him um don't don't have him be the top guy on your roster Make sure of that because it, like you could drop this guy. For me, I think you could drop him by the end of the year. He's one of those guys drop that can go. Either, yeah, he can go either I don't, way. I don't. I don't, th- I don't think Flaherty's droppable. Well, I mean, I'm saying if he falls off a cliff, don't don't be surprised. I I think he has. He doesn't have anything that's gonna like surprise and, and be like a staff stuff. I just I just don't see it on any of his advanced stats. So we need like a hot take button, dude. We need a hot so, take. No, no, this, this, is, this is what it is. This is hot. For me, no, it is a hot take because it's a hold, on, caution, hold, on, hold on, hold on, caution. Just caution with okay, them. If you're driving down a road and it's like, hey, these roads are really slippery, drive at your own risk, probably go home. I would say you're taking a chance driving on these roads if you're gonna take uh, yeah, Jack Flaherty in the top twenty. I just don't think Jack Flaherty. I don't think he's gonna be droppable by the end of the year. I think that's an absurd statement. At a keeper I, league, especially. He could be around like a four four eight ERA. I I just see that. Four eight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not okay. high on. I don't. I don't. I don't see his stuff. I didn't. Right, hey, it's all sure. good. It's all good. It's all good. All right, let's hey, go. Guys, uh, we like. Guys, we don't like, and I'm staying away sure. from. Yeah. No, I guess there are, it's no doubt about it, man. Listen, the next guy on this list is gonna probably spark some conversation too, between because I think somebody left them off. Yeah, that guy who left him off is me. Um, so we have 37-year-old newly signed to the Mets before this whole lockout, Max Scherzer. I mean, when we when we were discussing how we were going to do these ranks, we said keeper league. Let's do like three to five years out. All right, three to five years out. So th- let's say Scherzer's 40 to 42. 
there's a chance he's not even playing in the majors anymore. Yeah. So that if this is a redraft league, I'm taking Scherzer maybe second, maybe third. I don't know. Somewhere mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. He's an absolute animal, and I know that, but I just don't see this guy. I know he signed a three-year contract with the Mets this year, but I just can't picture him being too valuable on the end yeah. of his contract. I think I think um I like I like him in New York first off. Um, but I think over the next three years, I would project him to probably even be a top 10 pitcher at age 40. I, it just, I agree. For, for me, there's just nothing that's falling off. I'm, I look at him and I'm like, he's been a little bit down, but I mean, that fastball velocity is still there. Um, his, his ERA, his whip, they're both great. I mean, this guy, this guy's great. I mean, I feel like until he, he's like Tom Brady of baseball until he tells me he can't do it. Then I'm not gonna believe it, right? I'm not gonna believe that sure, he's falling off. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. So as, as soon as he tells you, I legit my notes about Max Scherzer was as long as he's in the league, I believe he's gonna dominate. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He is my and I I maybe I was thinking about this uh the other, earlier today and like the other day as far as when I was gonna talk about Scherzer and justify. I have him 11. I almost had, I almost I almost legitimately put him in my top 10 because I think if he pitches for three more years, he's gonna be more valuable than guys that pitched four or five. Yeah. I believe when he's in the league, he's going to dominate. And I honestly think, you know, I look back on you talk about best pitchers of generations and all this other stuff. You go back 10 or 15 years, um, there's probably two other guys you can make the argument for. It's probably Kershaw and DeGrom. But if I had one game to win, I'm probably taking Mad Max. That guy is a fucking bulldog. He's an animal. And he and loves like the said, big moment. Yeah. And as long as he is in the league... I firmly believe he is just going to dominate and intimidate people on the mound. So that's why I had him. I had him 11, I think. I so. I went back because I was I was hemming and hawing on what to do with this guy. I I didn't know. I know he's nasty, but it was just a three to five years which was, was messing with my brain. But I went out and I looked at like pitchers who pitched well around 40 years old or later, and there was two guys who stood out: Clemens and Randy Johnson. Uh, I think. One of them won a Cy Young and one of them got second in a Cy Young in like their 41-year-old season. So like it can be done. It's been proven it can be done. Do you know how uh, old Verlander is? Like I think he had a good year. In. He's like 38, I think. 38, 39. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought he was older than that. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Listen, this year I want Max Scherzer on my team. You're not going to put him on like the uh, caution road? No. I'm not going to put him on the caution road. Well, you left him off your list. So, I mean, I left Jack Flaherty off. I put him right on the caution road. I left him on my list because if I'm if I'm playing in a keeper league three or four or five years mm-hmm. from now, I have a feeling that he might not be playing in the major leagues. That's the only reason I left him on my list. Yeah. I agree with you with the Tom totally Brady, the Tom Brady statement, too. Like, if Tom Brady played the next four years, he's still going to be a top 10 quarterback in the league. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one here is the youngest guy on our list right here. Uh, this guy was talked about first episode, I believe it was. We have 22 yep. year old from the Rays. All three of us put this guy on the list. It's pretty accurate ranking because we're all pretty close to each other. But we got Shane Baz. So I think one thing you'll notice too, and like uh, people are probably listening to this and being like, wait a minute. Uh, for Goler and Shory, you had Grayson Rodriguez with a Baz in your prospect rankings. 
You're right. We did. However, I think I don't believe G-Rod's coming up this year. And if he does, it's going to be late in the year. Whereas I think Boz is going to pitch this whole year. So I'm just looking at it as I'm going to get an extra year out of Boz. Um, so that's why I have him there. Um, and everything we said to him about him the first episode stands true today. I think he is one of the best pitchers in baseball. I think if he gets the, if, if Tampa gives him the innings, I believe he can compete for a Cy Young. Um, I'm not necessarily saying it's probably this year, but I think, I, I think Baz is going to, you know, he's going to be one of those guys who's going to be consistently in the top five for Cy Young voting as his career goes on as if he gets the innings. So love him. Um, the only reason I probably didn't have him a little bit higher than what did I have him at 16, I think is because I just don't, I just don't know what Tampa is going to do that. I, I, I've, we said this multiple times. I fucking hate Tampa and all their platoon and their fucking short innings and their starters and all this opener stuff. So I just don't know what they're going to do with them. But if, if I knew that they were going to let him throw 200 innings, he'd be top 10 for me. Oh yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, I, for, I mean, just to add on to that, I mean, G rod to me, Grayson Rodriguez is probably a little bit higher ceiling. Um, but Shane Baz being in the MLB going to start out right now is, I mean, there's nothing that you don't love about him. Um, his stuff's great. He's in the right organization. Um, we think so. It might not be for fantasy, but it will be for, for Tampa Bay. So I, I agree with everything Zach said. And I think that also, um, a lot like Manoa, he could be top five by the end of the year. If he gets the innings, um, I think his K per nine is going to be good. I think his ERA is going to be good. He's going to get some wins, um, it will be interesting to see what they do with innings. Uh, uh, Toronto, I mean, uh, Tampa Bay is always ahead of the curve. So I don't know if they, you know, give them some light innings early, have an opener for a couple innings, let them pitch three or four, um, and, and save some innings that way. But it'll be interesting to see how they handle this. Uh, I'm excited for this dude. I This dude dominated in the minors. He's been trusted that he's got starts in the playoffs, got starts in the ALCS for the Rays. I think that the Rays trust him, man, and the fact of how good they are at just developing pitchers, I think the sky is the limit for this dude. Uh, I'm sad that I traded him in our league, but I had a purpose in doing so, and uh, I, I just think this dude could be, could be a stud. All right, at uh, 14, all three of us ranked this guy as well. Another youngin. We got 24-year-old from the Marlins, Trevor Rogers. Sorry, this guy gives you a boner. So yeah, no, Trevor Rogers is yeah, great. Yeah, you should start on if him. If he, yeah, I, I was waiting for you guys, and I was looking. I was like, who's gonna start? I want this uh, guy. Sure, 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 sure. Love Rogers. I do. Um, he only played about a half a year last year. He came back at the very end, but he was an all-star. He had a, a 2.64 uh, ERA. I'm looking for his whip. Where the hell did I do with it? One 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 five. One one five. Um, yeah, I mean, is is the K per nine is ten ten point six two. This guy was great. I mean, it seemed like I, I I added him and I was like, what am I gonna get from him? And then it was like, all right, I'm looking for his next day to start, and and I'd be I'd be at work and I'd like put it on my screen and I'm like, this guy's great. And his demeanor, he's like, he just was so calm out there and it was fun to watch for me um big strong lefty it was i i have high hopes if he can get the innings i don't see why he couldn't be a top 10 pitcher he couldn't be that guy to to make that run up there um into that top five i, I mean i think that a lot of these young guys we say that about but 
if the Marlins are good, and I think they will be because they actually have a deep pitching staff, I think that they could ride this guy as their ace. He could pass Sandy Alcantara and and be the guy. So one thing about him, I, one thing about him, I think is important to note too is that he missed time last year, but it wasn't injury related. The, no, it was like personal. Yeah, it was like personal family reasons. I don't know if they ever came out and said what it was for, but I think that's that's important to know about this guy is that yeah, he didn't have a full season, but it's not injury related. So I don't think you have to worry about him being one of those injury type guys. For sure. And another thing I like. I love about him. He started 25 games last year, 133 innings pitch. He only let up six homers, only Uh, walked 46 batters. So he's got control. He doesn't let up the long ball. And if you look at fan graphs, you know, they have their current and future grades. His current and future grade for a fastball is a 60. His changeup right now is 60. And they're saying to get up to a 70. So, and then his command's already at 60. I mean, he's got the stuff to be, you know, we talked about quite a few pitchers on one. You know, the last two episodes as far as the Marlins go, but he he may be the best one when it's all said and done with the stuff he has. So, I traded him this offseason, and I I feel like I'm gonna regret it. So, bye. All right, uh, this next guy, man, this guy is all over the map for our rankings. I feel like. One guy as high as nine, one guy as low as not ranked. 25-year-old from the Dodgers, Julio Urias. How about we go to the person who didn't rank him? Yeah, I I don't know hmm. what it is. I, you missed I, it. There was a couple, there was a, no, I didn't. There was a couple times last year <laughs> that I, I, made, I tried to make some offers to get him from the guy that owns him in our league, and he wouldn't give him up, and... I like Urias. I, I don't want to say, you know, like if we did 25, he was definitely going to be in the next five. And this is what, you know, you look at him. Bashi, he was 20 and three, which I think is like kind of weird because it's like the Dodgers are so damn good. I don't think he was that good of a pitcher last year, but he's never had a season since he's been starting with a K per nine over 10. Mm-hmm. He doesn't walk a lot of batters. I just think that he's, I don't think, I don't think Urias is bad. I don't dislike him. I just don't think he's got the upside that some of these other guys do. Um, so yeah, I just I don't know. I don't think the strikeouts their strikeouts are there. So and and to be honest with you, maybe I did miss him short because now that I'm thinking of it, I probably should have had him ranked over Logan Webb because I think I actually now that you say that, I think I like Urias more than Logan Webb. But it is what it is. I I just. Uh, I don't love everything about Urias, but he's uh, obviously in a good organization, great pitchers park. Um, so the Dodgers have like used him in a weird way sometimes too, and I think maybe that messes with people's heads on this guy because at times he was having good years and they would still bring him in in long relief because they've they've been so stacked with starting pitchers over the last few years. But last four, he's been he's been in the league for four years already, I think four or five years, and he's only twenty what twenty five. So he came in really young, but he's every year he has good averages. He has good ERA, good whip. Yeah, the K-9 is low, but he's proven in the minors that he can have a decent K-9 that could be over 10. I think that's something that come up. But if the Dodgers commit to this dude and they don't keep just signing starting pitchers in the offseason or trading for him, and they can commit to this guy to being in the rotation all the time, I think that means this dude can can really prove his worth. So for Urias, Urias for me, 
Um, he's top 20 in, in hard hit ball, so he doesn't give up that many hard hits. I think the coolest stat is that he leads the MLB in first pitch strike. So so 70% of the time, his first pitch is a strike. That's pretty incredible. When you start an account 0-1-1 uh, 70% of the time, that that means you're ahead. When you're pitching ahead, um, you can kind of control the bat. And to me, that's a big thing. If you can control the bat, you can control the game, the tempo of the game, and you can throw some off-speed stuff and mix it in. And that's how you kind of keep your, your caper nine up. And if he doesn't do that, um, I agree with Zach. He could drop. He could probably drop you know, that caper nine in, in strikeouts a year or so. Um, but the fact that he did throw 70% of his first strike is is pretty cool. And, uh, huge. Yeah, that's a big stat. I mean, to lead the MLB, that's that's impressive. Yeah, that's good. All right, moving along. Uh, this next guy, uh, all three of us ranked him kind of all over the board, though, for him. 26-year-old from the Marlins, Sandy Alcantara. Uh, I think this guy, like, he's been super consistent. He's re- He's a really good, like, major league pitcher. I just don't know if he's like the greatest fantasy pitcher. And it, I love K9. Don't get me wrong. It's like one of the, my most important stats. I think when I'm trying to build a staff is K9 and this guy just doesn't have it. And even in the minor leagues, he didn't have it. So I don't know if he's ever going to be one of those guys that's going to carry you. I've seen him um, like high top 10 in some lists, maybe even someone in this thing having top 10, but I, I I don't think you can have this guy be the ace of your staff on a fantasy squad just because I think he crushes you in K9. Yeah, so you know what I, th- what I think of Alcantara is, and I'm going to throw some stuff out here too. So he his, you know, he's pumping his fastball just, you know, just a titch under 98. His the chase rate on that fastball is in the 95th percentile. And you know, he's got a four-pitch mix. You know, he th- he throws all four of his pitches above 20% and less than 30%. So the guy's got confidence. It's not like he's a two-pitch guy. He can throw four pitches and get you get you out with all four of them. And I think what he is, in in a sense, is a bit of a poor man's Walker Bueller. He's not gonna he he's not gonna like win you K per nine, but he's gonna he's gonna get you a ton of quality starts. His ERA is gonna be very good. His whip's gonna be very good. Um so that's where I'm at with Alcantara. I think you 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 kind of under you kind of sacrifice the caper nine for him mm-hmm. being good at everything else he does. So that that's why I have him. Um, I mean, I have him in the back half of uh, I think my top twenty, but I still think Alcantara is uh, he's very valuable because of the guys on our list. Of the guys on our list, he was second in quality starts last year, so that's, that's he, a good point. Yeah. So yeah, that's my, and that's my philosophy, right? Like I'm a big Walker Bueller guy in Alcantara because. Obviously, when you're not throwing for strikeouts, you're throwing a contact, you're throwing later in a game. So that actually, if you're pitching more innings, that's going to help your ERA throughout the week. You have a you have more innings going. Um, it's going to help your whip throughout a week. Obviously, the strikeouts aren't 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 as high. But you know, Alcantara he led. I mean, if you take out Jacob Degrom because he didn't throw enough innings, Alcantara led the league in fastball velocity at 98. He led the league in slider velocity at 90.5 and his changeup was 92 everything yeah. he pumps is straight gas and he just attacks strike zone i wish and i think that if he starts throwing a little bit out of the strike zone more his swing rate is a little is, is higher outside obviously um i think he can start to get guys chased a little bit more and get those strikeouts more so i think Every year, Alcantara has just been better and better and better. And it seems that he's just climbing this hill slowly. And we're like, 
when the hell are we going to see that, you know, this guy is actually an ace. And I think, you know, I, I have him there. I have him that, uh, that guy. I mean, I know the strike, we, we value strikeout so much, but he just does everything else so well. I traded for him last year. Um, it was kind of like a throw in. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll take him, um, add him in. And then next thing you know, I was like, this guy's awesome. He's great. Every time we go out there, I, I, he's reliable. He throws, he throws, gets a lot of quality starts, and he has a there's terrible all, Marlins was, lineup, and he still got wins. Yeah. And there, and there was to say, there's there was only four guys that threw for 200 innings last year. He mm-hmm. he, uh, two others you'll hear on this list further up, and then the other one was Adam Wainwright, who's just like the ageless wonder. <laughs> About he, he was with the other one, but, so I mean, the guy he just he, when he gets out there, he just he battles so. Uh, before we move off of this guy, I just want to say he's got a great first name. Shout out to my mom. What's up, mom? Love you. <laughs> Hope you're listening. Big listen- no, she's a big listener. Big I listener. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Big fan. All right. Uh, number 11. This guy's weird. So I just want to preface this one by saying that when we did these rankings, these are solely based on how their starting pitching statistics are going to be, not how they are as a player. And the reason I say that is because at 11, we have the 27 year old monster from the angels, Shohei Otani. What do you guys think? Uh, he's, I don't know. I, I'm so like torn on this guy because obviously you look at what he did last year beyond deserving of the AL MVP I just don't know. I feel like at some point Anaheim needs to, or Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim, whatever the hell their name is now. So dumb. They need to, they need to make a decision on whether or not he's going to be a pitcher or if he's going to hit. He's clearly a hitter. I, I mean, he's got to be a hitter, right? If they do that. Yeah. And then, well, you know, and I agree with you. And if you go one way, but then you look and the guy made, you know, he made 23 stars last year. Through 130 innings, he had a 318. He struck out, you know, 10.77 batters per nine. His whip was 109. And his the hitters hit 205 off of him. So I it's th- like he's yeah. got a ton of value there. And then you look at so he's got four, he threw four pitches over 10% of his of the time. And it's oddly enough, it's weird. He threw his fastball 44.2% of the time last year, and he actually got hit pretty hard. It's like 294. Yeah, but if you look at his his slider and his splitter, he threw both of them, you know, right around 18 to 20 percent. 193 on his slider. Batters hit 0.087 on his split finger <laughs> fastball last year. Unhittable. That is absurd. So it's like I just don't know what they're going to do with him. I think they can probably roll with him doing both of this stuff for a few more years because I think, what is he, 28, 27? 27 right now. 27, yeah. 27. So I feel like they probably got a couple more years with him going two ways, but I, I think it wouldn't surprise me in five years if he's not pitching at all. But if he continues to pitch, I still like what he's doing. So for me, I have written down right on it is I want to see more of that splitter because if you just look at the numbers, right, his fastball velocity is not, not that high. I mean, it's, I mean, it's mid nineties, but I mean, everyone throws mid nineties now, but give me more splitter. I think it's going to lead to less strikeouts and a better pitcher, right? I mean, Corbin Barnes just went away from his fastball and he just throws his cutter because that's his best pitch. Otani, your best pitch is your splitter. Go throw your splitter. You might not get as many strikeouts, but you're going to get a ton of ground balls. You're going to go later into games. Um, I, 
it's like the Alcantara effect, right? Like let's throw more innings and be better for your team. And I would like to see that more often, but that splitter is on, it, it's off the charts. He, I mean, if we're, if you're taking the overall player, Otani, I think like easily last year, he's the first on everyone's list. He yeah. broke the metrics. He, he broke everything. Like sites didn't even know how to calculate this guy because he was so good as a hitter and so good as a pitcher. If you got him only as a pitcher, you're ecstatic. If you got him only as a hitter, you're ecstatic. This guy is just a monster for the major leagues and the Angels. The fact the Angels have him and Trout and they just can't fucking make the playoffs blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Never understand that. But as a pitcher, this dude is as solid as it gets. ERA, whip, K9, all where you want them to be. Um, but like Gola said, I think they're going to make a decision eventually and realize that this dude is way more valuable of a hitter than he is a pitcher. And, uh, well, it's interesting because he's still, I mean, he's still hitting and he hit well when he pitched too. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, is it, is he okay? Is he all right? He's just going to keep wheeling him out there. See, I, yeah. So I think what's going to, I see what I think is going to happen is once the angels find some pitching, whether it's through free agency or was it, I think it was last year. Then they draft nothing but pitchers for like the for, for, for 10 rounds. Yeah. They didn't take a single hitter in the draft. So I think once they get some pitching up, I think they're going to realize, hey, listen, we have some guys that we can plug into this rotation. And if we need him to start, yeah, we'll start him once in a while. But I, I think eventually they're just going to they're going to put him at DH and just let him fucking mash. Because when he that dude, he's an electric factory. Like yeah. he is like and that and that's another thing with the MLB. And I will go on a little tangent about how the MLB just like is horrible at like marketing players. Shohei Otani is an an electric factory, mm-hmm. and I feel like Major League Baseball just like just you know whatever he's in he's in and he's in L.A. It's not like he's in fucking Pittsburgh. No, him and Trout was gonna, gonna, gonna be fun this year. He literally does everything. Like that's what I'm excited about. Like thanks MLB for uh, not giving us a season, but uh, I would love, <laughs> I, I'm just so excited. I, I'm excited to see Otani and Trout and and, and uh, Anthony Rendon. Like come on, bounce back, dude. Like you were one of the best hitters of baseball. That lineup is freaking loaded. If they wanted to be, um, we'll see what happens. Dude, if Max Stassi got hurt next year, I wouldn't be shocked if Otani caught a game at catcher, dude. He's just <laughs> he literally does fucking that. everything. Yeah, that's uh, all right, uh, all right, we made it to the top ten, boys. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I think. Every, I mean, from here on out, we've ranked all ten of these guys. We have all of them in our in our ranks, but. Uh, 28-year-old from the Phillies, Aaron Nola. I'm going to start on this dude. I own this guy. Super weird year last year. I feel like metrics-wise, like he checked all the boxes, but it just was one of his worst years in the majors. Uh, Lowest walk rate of his career, huge. Second best K rate of his career, huge. I just think next year he's going to have better luck, and I think he's going to be way better all across the board. I love, 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 love Aaron Noah. I love him. And, and GL, do make you something to feel a little bit better about last year. His ERA was 4.63. His expected ERA was 3.37. Aaron Nola, if you take all last year, well, the previous, I'm sorry, the previous four years before last year, his ERA was a 3.26. His walk rate was 5.2, which was in the eighth, you know, top 8% of the league. I feel like he's like he's like one of the most underrated aces in baseball. Like I understand last year was not very good, but if you look at what he's done before, 
he just deals. And he's, I think he, I feel like he's always pushing close to 200 innings when he gets enough starts. He strikes guys out. I, I love Aaron Nola. Absolutely love him. So, um, and I think I reflected that. I think I had him seven on my list ahead of a few other guys. So, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't say enough about him. I'm not the biggest Nola guy. Um, I just think there's too many waves up Wrong. and down. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Hey, uh, he's just up and down. His his seasons are up and down. And when when he's well, on, uh, I really suggest trading him when he's when he's on one, um, just because you don't know what you're gonna get the entire season. But you you might watch him for like a three week stint, and he's the best pitcher in baseball, and he strikes out like fourteen guys a game. And it's it's incredible, but just know that the, the the other side of the wave's coming where he gives up eight runs in three innings. So, but that's I, so. Let me ask you this: You say he's a wave, and what yeah. set, you just mean during the year, or do you mm-hmm. just mean yeah. like overall? Because I was to say, because you look at him, you know, you go back to his rookie year, he had a three five nine, not great, struck out less than nine batters per uh, nine. And then you have you know. Three five four, two three seven, three eight seven, three two eight. You know, striking out. You know, pitching two hundred innings, striking out well over. You know, a batter an inning, and it's just like, I don't know. I, I think he's more. I think he's more consistent than anything. But love that's him. That's why we differ. Yeah, I, I'm with you, dude. That's, I love that's him. what these lists are about, man. It's different opinions, and no, I, and, and, and I'm and staying and away from. I, you but. Know, and my and that's what like my preference is with all these with these lists is that we have we have differing opinions because I think it sparks conversation and I think it's entertaining and I think it's I like telling you that I that you're fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, thirty. So thirty. I, I had to scroll pretty far to find this, but uh, yeah, thirty-three percent hard hit rate and, and only eighteen percent soft hit rate. They say, I mean, he, he gives up a lot of hard hit balls. Um, Right there next to my guy Jack Flaherty, so mm-hmm. he's literally right after him. So that's what scares me. Uh, this next dude on our list, I think he's uh, got to be the most accurate ranking because we have one guy did him at ninth, and then two other guys did him at ten. So it's like he's right there in that spot. But twenty-seven year old from the White Sox, Lucas Giolito, consistent man. I I feel. I feel like he's going to be one of those guys in the next, he's never going to be like the top pitcher in our league, but he's always going to be like a good pitcher, a three, five ERA, a one, one whip, um, a 10.13 K nine. I feel like he's going to sit there for the next five years no. with the same stats on a pretty good roster. Um, so I, to me, he's just Mr. Consistent. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, you uh, Mr. you know what you're going to get with this guy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I wrote down, uh, Three years, last three years, high low. So ERA, his his best ERA last three has been three four one. His his worst is three five three. Wow. His WHIP, the best one point oh three seven, and his worst one point one oh three. It's just he's just he fits into this little window. He's not yeah. going to be great. He's not going to be awful, but he's going to be a really good pitcher for you to have on your squad. Yeah, no, I, and I and I think if you take out his. Um, his rookie year where he got like beat up pretty bad that he, exactly, exactly what you guys said. He's just a model of consistency. He's going to strike out somewhere between 10 and 11 batters per nine. His year is going to be three, five. 
he's probably he's going to win a decent amount of games because the White Sox are very good. He, he's just yeah, and there's a lot of stuff to like. I I don't think he's got a high ceiling like some of the guys that are above him or even some of the guys that are behind him. But I feel like he's so consistent that you can just rely on him to just be very good for you. And I think I think we talked about this. But if if we take away that Red Sox game, right, his his ERA, his whip, all that drops and he's pretty much in the elite. So, you know, maybe yep. his ceiling is a little bit higher than we thought, because that one Red Sox it game he got be, yeah. absolutely demolished last year. <laughs> and uh, but other than that, he was he was great. I, I'm I'm OK with like if you're going to wait and you want some hitters and you want Lucas Giolito as your as your ace. You know what you're getting, that and that's what you want, right? You want a pitcher that you know what you're getting. So I, I'm okay with if you're going to wait in your draft and, and take him. He delivers that for sure. Uh, eighth spot on our list. This guy, another young and 25 year old out of the Brewers. Brewers, man, the Brewers got something good going on with their starting oh. pitcher right now, Jesus. But we got Freddie Peralta. Twelve, twelve yeah. point. One six K nine, two point eight one ERA, and a .97 WHIP. Uh, and he's the third pitcher on his team. What's not to like? <laughs> That's all I need to say. Like I'll just leave, read his stats, and you can probably do that with all these Brewers. But you just read their stats. And by the way, they have one of the best bullpens too. So you just read their stats and like, okay, this this guy's great. I think we're probably even a, we we could probably all agree that we might be low on him. I think the fact is that he's just had he's had one good year. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly what I had in my notes, Kev. If this dude, if this dude does it again this year, it's like easily this guy's top five. And it's not even a question to me that because what he did last year was just was amazing. No one saw it coming. And um, I think we talked about this before, or Andy might have mentioned it about talking about the prospects. This dude is the third pitcher on his squad. He's never going to face an ace. He's never even he, he might face a two here and there depending on schedule, but he's the third starter on his squad. He doesn't have a ton of pressure on him because he knows that if he sucks, he's got Burns and he's got Woodruff to go out there, you know, in a few days and just dominate for him too. This team should yeah, be and I, and I World think, Series contenders. Mhm. Well, sure. their lineup's pretty bad though. I don't care. <laughs> These three pitchers, come on. No, I well, and they should be, but and, yeah. and what I was going to say with about him too, he, he, he's not your, he's not a, like a power pitcher either. I mean, I think his, uh, his max, you know, his average velo on his fastball is like 93.4 or somewhere in that ballpark, but he's still getting, he's still 95th percentile in K rate. So it's like, even though he's not just like throwing 98, 99, just gas and blowing guy by people. Like that's the thing I like about him is the fact that he's actually, you know, he, he's, he's sitting 93 94 and he's like actually pitching and he's still striking guys out with a fastball. That's not, I wouldn't say elite at all. So yeah, the, the brewers, their one, two, three is just, it's just, just like, it doesn't make any sense. And they got a, probably a guy coming about that Ashby kid to get a bit of a sleeper there. If you were in deeper drafts, but that's a different, different conversation. But yeah, the brewers, their, their top three is just absurd. Filthy. Uh, this next guy, I don't even know where to begin on him, but seventh overall we got in our list here, 31 year old from the Phillies. I mean, this dude just became a completely different pitcher when he left the Mets. I don't know if the Mets just have trash coaches, what's going on there, 
but completely different. Everything he's done has gotten better since he's been on the Phillies. ERA's gotten better. Whip's gotten better. K nine has come up a ton, and I think that's what I think that's what moves him up this list is that he yeah. was always a pitcher that hovered around the nine mark, and then this past year he was up around what ten point four K nine, which is pretty decent. So. I think the only thing I can say about this guy is, is I wish he would have found this earlier in his career because he could just be a stud. Yeah, I was, I had, I had it down that I think the highest K per nine he had before this past season in 2021 was like a 9.08, mm-hmm. which it's not going to kill you for fantasy, but it's also not, it's not exceptional. And he, he's, I think he's only had one season over a four ERA, so he's been fairly consistent. I, you know, you look at what the Mets had back, you know five to six years ago or even seven years ago on their staff with like Wheeler and Syndergaard and Matt Harvey and Steven Matz. And you're like, the Mets are just going to dominate the national league for years. And there isn't a single one of them that's still on the Mets. So uh, hopefully Wheeler continues what he, and builds off what he did last year. Um, I was a little weary about putting him as high as I did. I think I had him at like nine, maybe. Eight. Um, so, you know, if he continues, if he does the similar what he did last year, then yeah, I'm all over it. But I am a little hesitant, I think, about him repeating what he did. I, I like Zach Wheeler. I had him really high. He throws hard. Um, he's got a, high, I mean, fourth fastest uh, fastball velocity, um, hardest slider velocity. Um, his changeups 90. He throws hard. He throws strikes and he makes people miss. Um, so for me, I just I just think that for some reason he figured it out at 31. I have full confidence. I mean, he did it for the whole year, so I have full confidence that he's going to do it again at thir- yeah, this upcoming year. So, no, I'm high on him. I, I, I easily top 10. If you want him to be the ace of your staff, go get him. Uh, you said something I can't remember who was about earlier in our, in our list, but <clears throat> one thing about Wheeler is that he's going to give you a ton of volume. This dude, this dude, I feel like he never gets hurt. That and like no, he he, the, he I was saying he led Major League Baseball in innings pitched last year. He's right. the he, I mean if you're, you're you're the Phillies, well first off you don't have a very good relief pitching anyway. You're just like okay we got uh, we hit we hit a gem with this. Let's let's throw him a ton. Like let's just you know we got this arm and we're not paying like top dollar for it. Let's 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 throw it as much as we possibly can. I owned Wheeler last last season and that was the most frustrating thing about him was that that. Uh, I fucking hate Girardi first off, but yeah, I probably hate him because of this, but he, he had no trust in the bullpen. So he would keep Wheeler in, in situations where 31 of the coaches in the majors is 30, 31. I don't know. Every coach in the majors is going to pull that starter in that situation, but Girardi just left him in and, and it probably is because the bullpen was trash and, and he left him in bad. and then he, he loses his quality start, gets four or five earned runs and Yeah. It's it's tough as I can, I don't I don't know I don't even know I'm sorry I just got worked up about Girardi I fucking hate the guy <laughs> why why is that Kev he sucks <laughs> shit anything else about Wheeler you guys you guys good on Wheeler no nah, no great. no fucking we're, we're we're good with Wheeler let's get to this next fucking yeah this next stud. fucking stud all right this dude here thirty three year old Mets. Degrom, and <laughs> he's he's the best uh, yeah, pitcher in okay. baseball, right? Yeah. So so let me. But he won't. I'm pitch. sorry. I'm going to show you. Cut. No, he won't pitch because this is. I want to read something to you guys. 
This fucking guy last year started 15 games. This is insane. I, I yeah. already was going to read 11 it. quality starts. He had pitched 92 innings. He had a 108 ERA. He struck out 14.28 batters per nine. His whip was .554. And batters hit 128 off of him. As good as he's been the last five years, he was on pace to have his best fucking season last year. It's absurd. It would have been the best season in Major League history. Major yeah. League history. The, the, and the only reason I have him six is because I just don't know if his arm's going to fall off. 100%. If I knew he was healthy, he would. He might be one for me, honest to God, because he is so goddamn good. Yeah. And it's like every game he goes out, it's like if he throws less than like seven innings and doesn't strike out 10 guys, you're like, Jesus Christ, the had a bad game. Mm-hmm. He yeah. let two runs. It's so what true. a bum. It's uh, funny I, because I wrote down, uh, it's funny that we none of us put him, or no list has him as number one. But we don't think his arm's going to last. The Mets are a billion-dollar business, and they never gave him Tommy John. So, like, they don't think, they think that he's going to be able to pitch a whole year, obviously. Um, they think that, He's okay. He's going to bounce back. His shoulder's going to be good. I mean, it's a million, a billion dollar business. But every other person who watches fantasy is like, nah, no, his arm's going to fall off. He's going to get Tommy John. I put in my notes, this is by far the hardest guy for me to place on this, these rankings. I didn't even know where to put this guy. He could be off the list if he doesn't pitch, and he could easily be number one on the list. Uh, if you guarantee me even 25 starts of this guy, he's the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. The numbers he had last year were just incredible. It, it, I think they talk about the Pedro season, the Bob Gibson season. He would have just fucking torched both of them in every statistic across the board. Yeah, no, it's it's he's it's it's nuts. And what, what the thing that's sad about it is that he's so been so good. If you look at his like stats the last like five years, he's probably like right around a 500 pitcher because the Mets do not score any runs for him. It's mm-hmm. and like, you know, I think didn't he win a Cy Young a few years ago when he was like 11 and nine or like 10 and nine <laughs> yeah. or something like that. But his ERA was like a it one. It only takes I, like one run, but they couldn't do it. I think he had a couple games just, where uh, he'd, he'd pitch a complete game, win one nothing, and he drove the only run yeah. into or something. <laughs> Last year he was he was hitting well at some at, at the beginning. So, nah, he's, he's oh, great. He's a monster. Love to grum. Hate injuries. Wish they never existed, but love to I think he should grow the hair out again. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to our top five here. We got our second brewer on the list, 29-year-old Brandon Woodruff. I think Fagola wants to start in this guy. I think he's getting all bricked up over there. Over oh, him. I am getting bricked up. I love Brandon Woodruff. Thank you, John Martin, for trading him to me for fucking pennies. On it was the like a seventh-round draft pick or something. Nah, it was a little more than that, but he it was it wasn't much. This guy, he's got to be probably the like the most quiet like. He's an ace on almost every other team in baseball, but nobody talks about him because Corbin Burns is on the Brewers. He, you know, last year, 30, uh, 30 games started, 20 quality starts, 2.56, struck out like 10.59, whip under one, batters hit under the Mendoza line against him. And against two of his pitches, his curveball, batters hit 140 with a 206 slugging. And against his changeup, they hit 193 with a 295 change uh, with 299 slugging. He is an absolute stud, and he is a ace on 
every other team in baseball except for the Brewers, the Dodgers, and the Yankees, in my opinion, based mm-hmm. on what I have for rankings. But I love Brandon Woodruff. Love him. And he's a horse, too. He's a big guy. He, you know, he's, you know, you don't, you shouldn't be too worried about his body breaking down because he's frail. I think I think for anything fantasy, like obviously having great stats is number one, but being consistently having those great stats is so huge. You pencil this guy in every start. Doesn't matter if he's playing the Dodgers, you're putting him in and he's going to just dominate the numbers you said earlier. I mean, it seems like every season he's under a three ERA, and he you're right. He doesn't get the he doesn't get the respect, but this is a dude you could build your staff around and you are super pumped to have him on your team. Because every metric he has, every number he gives you is top of the list. Yep. Consistent. And uh, No, I love him. Top. I had him as a top pitcher, too. So give me this guy for sure. All right. Uh, fourth on our list, we have 26-year-old from the Cleveland Guardians. Love the name for Gola. <laughs> love it. He's just going to piss him off. Shane Bieber. I love Bieber. I think this guy, he like, he just pitches. He doesn't try to overpower people. I think that if you looked at his, the COVID season, I know it's a shortened season and all that, but if you count that as a, as a, a full season, it's one of the greatest seasons of all time. He did everything that year. I mean, this K nine was out of this world. His ERA was one, six, three. His whip was 0.866 last year. Dude dealt with some injuries. I think he missed like all season basically because like the Indians said, we're out of it. We suck. So we're not going to bring him back. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Sorry. Our guardians, my bad. Uh, I love Bieber. Sign me up for this dude. Fagola trade me him. I will take him on my team. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I mean, high caper nine. Um, good ERA, good whip. You just, you just don't know. There is some injury concerns. Um, especially going forward. But um, if he pitches, he's great. I, I love him too. So um, I had him, yeah. I had him when he was, when he was a Cy Young and I loved him. Um, so he's got a special spot in my heart. Yeah. I, I, I am a little uh, concerned about his, whether or not his shoulders, 100%. I think fan tracks updated a little news you know, section of him, the other day, and I believe he said he's 100%. He's been 100% for a while, so I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. But like everything you guys said, he's got elite K numbers. He doesn't walk a lot, um, especially in 18 and 19. His walks per nine were sub two. 2020, it was up to 2-4, um, and then last year was slightly over three. So you, you kind of hopefully he gets back to like, you know, his, I say vintage. The guy's only like 26 years old. But, you know, what he was doing in 18 and 19 as far as his K per nine uh, – I'm sorry, walk per nine goes. And as long as he's healthy, he's going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. And I'm I'm very, uh, very happy that I have him and Woodruff both anchor in my staff. Yeah, uh, as well like as Manoa. He, but Bieber seems like he should be older than 26 to me. Uh, I agree. Yeah. All right, boys, we're in the top three. Here we go. These, uh, this guy, let me see. Yeah, top three. So this Baby. dude. We've, we talked about him earlier, but uh, 27-year-old from the Dodges, Walker, Bueller, Shuri, lead us off, man. Yeah, I love Walker Bueller. Uh, 247 ERA, uh, under one whip, 
Um, he's going to give you a ton of innings, and he's going to be on a really good team. Um, he's the only thing he's not going to give you a strikeout. So he's he's Mister Consistent too lately. I mean, he's been really good. I know that he doesn't have elite elite stuff. Like he doesn't have the Grom stuff. I don't think he has Garrett Cole stuff or even Corbin Barnes. But I just think that he's so consistent uh, at the top and being a young pitcher. Um, I I. I we go back and forth on who's 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 the top guy, but for me, I like Walker Bueller because he's consistent. Um, he throws, like I said, I mean, he throws a ton of innings. I mean, I I could I could repeat myself, but I just feel like he he's he's a guy that you can build around. So, yeah, I mean, you say he throws a ton of innings, which he does. He made thirty three starts last year and had twenty seven quality starts. Insane. So the guy he's he's going to get a quality start almost every goddamn time he pitches. And and the thing about him is like you look back at his career. He's got a he's got a two nine ERA for his career, and his WHIP is barely over one. It's like a one point oh oh seven or some shit. He is as steady as they come. He's in a great ballpark, a great organization. I just think that I think Bueller is going to be. It's going to be weird because I think he's not he's not as flashy as Cole or Burns or Woodruff. Not Woodruff, maybe not Woodruff, but. I think he's going to kind of go under the radar for like his entire career because he doesn't strike a ton of guys out. But then when people look at his career, his ERA is going to be like a two eight and he's going to be like a sub one whip for his whole career. And people are like, holy shit. Like Uh, what, what a career he had to piggyback off what you said. I think a big reason of that is because he's always had Clayton Kershaw on his team. Kershaw has been one of the greatest pitchers of our generation, you know, like the last 10, 10 years. And, And so he gets all the publicity and I mean, rightfully so he hasn't been as, the Kershaw, you know, like he was five years ago, but he takes all the publicity in LA and uh, it's too bad because Bueller's nasty. Um, it's funny about him. I, I think a couple days ago I was shit talking him <laughs> and I still ranked him fourth on, on my list. He's a machine. I think the quality starts is the biggest thing out of this dude. <clears throat> I think that just proves that he can pitch deep into games. He gets the volume for you. And if this guy's canine ever gets over 10, even, uh, He's pushing that number one overall for me. Moving on to number two on our list, top two. I think uh, these guys here are probably top two on just about any list you're going to read. They're both freaking horses. I don't think either one of you can go wrong with. But for us, we have uh, 31-year-old from the Yanks, Garrett Cole. Uh, I've got Cole on my team. I got him on the Yankees. I love Garrett Cole. I think that you can probably trust Cole more than Burns just because Cole has such a long track record of doing this, and he's got a track record of being at the top for so long now. Uh, But age is the biggest thing for me. I think if these guys were the same age, I'm easily taking Cole over Burns, but age is a huge factor in this. They're five years or four years difference. And another big thing, too, just Cole pitching the AL East. I think everyone looks at Cole and thinks that last year he had a really bad year. Dude still had a 3.23 ERA, a 105.059 whip, and a K per nine over 12. Spider tack was a huge subject for this dude, and I think once he was able to pitch without it and figured it out, then he got back to his dominant ways. I mean, if I'm looking at him right, I mean, he struggled bad against the Red Sox. 
And if I'm looking at his splits, 56 innings during the day and a 5.46 ERA during the day with a 1.33 WHIP. So it's some weird stats. I feel I feel like he actually had a down year last year. I think he's going to be better this year. I think he's going to be better for probably the next three to four years. I I actually almost put him at one just because I, I, I agree. I think you know what you're going to get. I think that he bounces back in a big way. Cy Young, he'll be in the he'll be in the conversation every year. Yeah, I mean, I, I really can't say too much else that you guys touched on. I mean, he, he his he had like two walks per nine last year, and the three of the last four years, you've been in the top five percent of K percentage in the league. So he's a bona fide stud. I don't like that he plays for the Yankees, but go get Garrett Cole. If you, I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't think I should have to tell you that, but. I mean, it's a coin toss between him and Sale, but. <laughs> when they're both, I mean, listen, when when Sale is when Sale's on his game, Sale isn't that far from Cole. Well, he's Sale eight, at his peak. He's 18 spots on the list on this fucking ranking, dude. Sale at his peak is not that far from Sale at his right peak, now. buddy. We haven't seen him at his peak in three years. No. Drum roll, please. Number one. And I think this dude's a number one on a lot of lists, and rightfully so, from the Brewers, 27-year-old Corbin Burns. Yeah, he's just, last year was absurd. He started the season off like a ball of fire. He went 29 straight innings without walking a batter. (laughs) He had a sub-1 ERA last year. Batters were only barreling the ball up on him 3.1% of the time. Out of everything that he did last year, I think it's the, the craziest status. He started 28 games through 167 innings. He let up seven home runs. As a point of reference, Garrett Cole pitched 181 innings last year and let up 24. Seven home runs from a guy that in that amount of innings is ridiculous. Burns is, if he continues to do what he's doing, is going to be he's the number one pitcher in baseball and it's it's just absurd. Like you could, we could sit there and talk about Corbin Burns for like 20 minutes about all his stats and how ridiculous he was all year, but he he was just a machine. Um, he, he throws his cutter 52.2% of the time and his fastball only 10%. Mo Rivera. It's it's uh, exactly what I was gonna say it's Mo but as a starter. And it and it, the production's right there too. I mean, this dude came up, and I think he came into the majors as a reliever. And the greatest thing that the Brewers ever did is clearly move this guy to a starting mm-hmm. pitcher. I mean, just came out of nowhere, basically. No one ever expected this. He wasn't – I guarantee this dude was not even drafted uh, 2020 season by any anyone. He was a midseason pickup or maybe a couple – you know, a month into the season pickup. Mm-hmm. But top five pitcher last two years in a row – only 27. I mean, this dude is going to be on everyone's list for the next five, six, seven years because he is a monster when it comes to fantasy. He checks every single box, and I don't see him going away anytime soon. I think Woodruff started uh, opening day last year, and I'd be excited to see who starts opening day this year for the Brewers. They've got some That's options. A, be, great problem to have. It should be Burns. It's a great problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, Burns is the best pitcher in baseball, so, but it's a good problem to have. And one thing I want to say about Burns is that all three of us put him at number one, and I, I don't think you'll hear too much complaints about that either, so. So, 
the, now that we got our, our our top twenty guys out of the way, I kind of wanted to put something together for uh, for G and Shory as a uh, would you rather. So I put together five scenarios: player A, player B. I'm going to read off their stats, and I'm I'm kind of curious on uh, who they're going to choose. Um, there's two guys on this that's in this exercise that I believe um, are on somebody's are on in the top twenty list. So. I'm interested to see if they choose somebody different. And and this is not necessarily for dynasty leagues. This is more or less like if you're drafting them for this year, who would you rather have? So, uh, all right. You guys all set? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ready to rock? Okay. Okay. So the first one's player A. He started 28 games last year, won 14 and seven, and uh, threw 165 and two thirds. He had an 8.58 K per nine, a 305 ERA. A 1.078 whip and 19 quality starts. The next guy started 32 games, was 13 and 9, 187 innings pitched, a 9.96 K per nine, 337 ERA, a 1.182 whip and 20 quality starts. I think I want B. Um, I, li- I like the higher pitching strikeouts in that. In that instance, um, they're pretty yeah. similar, right? In, in, in ERA and WHIP, it sounded like there was yeah, B was a little worse ERA WHIP and maybe a little bit better in K's. Is that right? Yeah. So for me, that's a little higher potential. Yeah, I I agree. I think to me, when the numbers are that close, when they're in the threes, the mid threes, the low threes, it's pretty similar to me for ERA wise. So like I think Valdi. I would push the K per nine. I'd rather go K nine, K nine guys. I'd pick B also. Okay, it's not of all the uh, player A was Max Fried, and player B is Freddie, uh, Frankie Frankie Montas. Yeah, I had Frankie right. Montas in my top in my top twenty. By the way, you did so he um, was one of them. So yeah, no, he's yeah. and and he stunk in the first half, and he was great in the second half. He added a uh, splitter, I believe. So in, uh, yeah. I, I think yeah. So I think this next one is going to be the might be the biggest debate. So I'm kind of curious what you guys are going to do. Player A started 28 games, went 13 to five. 162 in a third innings, 10.26 uh, K per nine, 316 ERA and a 122 with 15 quality starts. Player B was started 31 games, 11 and nine, 181 in a third, 10.08 K per nine, 318 uh, ERA, 1.081 WHIP in a in 15 quality starts. So they're almost identical. I'm going A too. I I think for the same reasons as before. I feel like I just love K9. I'll pick K9 every day when the numbers are that close. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you guys a question. And these guys are I think they're fairly probably like fairly close in rankings. But would you rather have Joe Musgrove or Lance McCullers? Oh, Lance McCullers. Although I mean, having Tommy John this year. I was gonna say isn't he injured? But on on a healthy Lance McCullers, I want McCullers. The advanced stats don't love Musgrove. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a tough one for me. I think if yeah, if McCullers doesn't have Tommy John this season, he was the ace of the Astros. Uh, uh, Musgrove doesn't need that. Doesn't have that pressure. But I think Petco is a way better place to pitch. So so what's the answer? Who'd you rather have, McCullers or Musgrove? I'll take Musgrove. I think Musgrove's gonna have a way better year this year than McCullers is. Okay, so based off the numbers, both of you picked McCullers. 
Musculus was a player A. So, well, right, well I, no... I was saying that I picked Musculus because McCullers is a pitcher this year. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So, uh, player A is was 12 and 4 last year with a 9 1 K per 9. ERA was 315. Whip was 1.055 with 16 quality starts. Player B was 12 and 9 last year with a 956 K per 9, 3.52 ERA, 1.063 whip, and 17 quality starts. B. They're so close. I mean, you can go, I'd, I'd probably say A. I mean, I've been on this train all day that if, like, you know, quality starts, I mean, uh, K9 is not the biggest thing. And usually a lower K9 sometimes leads to, a, you know, more quality starts. Who would you guys rather have, Jose Barrios or Chris Bassett? Oh, Barrios. Barrios. Casey picked Barrios. Shorey picked Bassett. Bassett was player A. Bassett actually had the lower ERA. Yeah, but Bassett actually had a good year I mean, mm-hmm. for himself. No, for he sure. He actually had a good year. For sure. But yeah, Barrios has way more potential in my opinion. But Yeah. I just, again, you know, like I said, I just. Is he still so, in the Blue Jays? Uh, Barrios? Barrios. Yeah, yeah, Barrios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if he get traded as like an expiring contract or something. I thought he was a free agent. Barrios? No, Barrios was in the Austin Martin deal at the deadline last year. Yeah, yeah. but I didn't know if he get I traded he as like an expiring contract though. free, you know, trade that usually happens. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Okay. No. All right. This this one you guys aren't going to get too horned up over because the K's renowned are bad. But all right, player A had a ten. It was ten and thirteen last year with a seven point nine four. Uh, K for nine, 3.02 ERA, 1.145 whip and 16 quality starts. Player B, 13 and 7, 8.16, 3.17 ERA, 1.091 whip and 15 quality starts. I want to say that I'm not rostering either of these guys, but it'd be hilarious <laughs> if it was a guy on my team last year. Uh, I'm picking B. Give me B. Yeah, I, I won't be too. Okay, so who would you guys rather have, Anthony Descafani or Marcus Stroman? Thank God. Uh, Stroman. I feel like Descafani had a decent year last year, and being on the Giants, I guess, give me him. Yeah, okay, so you guys both chose, based on their stats, Descafani. He was player B. Yeah, I'm not rostering either of them guys, though. So I'm hoping this next one, based on the guys' win-loss, doesn't give it away on who it is. But uh, player A was eight and sixteen last year, with a nine two one K per nine, a three nine eight ERA, a one three six four WHIP, and eighteen quality starts. Player B, eleven and nine, nine six three ERA. I'm sorry, nine point six three uh, K per nine, three point seven five ERA, one point one nine WHIP, and thirteen quality starts. Seems like quality starts is the only big difference there. I'm probably still going B, though. Yeah, I think I want A. Who would you guys rather have, Luis Castillo or Nathan Avaldi? Hmm. Avaldi's going to be A, then. Uh, I want Castillo because I, I want feel Castillo. like he had a terrible start to the year. He had a really bad start so to the actually, So, so Shorey actually took Castillo because he took player A. Yeah, Avaldi was BG. He actually had uh, the numbers, so 
I don't I hate I actually, Maldi. Yeah, I, I think I actually had Luis. I had Luis Castillo actually in my top twenty. I am nineteenth for. Yeah, yeah, so that's why it says there was two. That it was Frankie Montas and Luis Castillo. Yeah, I expect him to bounce back this year. Me too. That all of them? Yeah, that's it. Okay, so we got our uh, episode three trade grade. Oh baby. This one is from Wayne.savigny at gmail.com. And it was Logan Webb for Abrams. So one of our top minor league players for a pitcher. Um, you know, I actually like Webb because he's proven. So I, mm-hmm. I would would rather side on, on getting Logan Webb. Than C.J. Abrams, so um, I would give the B to that who got who who got Webb and the C minus to Abrams. I th- I mean I generally will always take hitting over pitching, but I think with Abrams being a minor leaguer is tough. You just don't know what he's going to bring you, uh, and I'm not a huge fan of what he is even going to bring you when he makes it up. I feel like he's basically just like a speed guy, and hopefully is powered progresses over the time so yeah i'm taking webb in that deal too i think webb i mean he made our list uh all three of us had him ranked uh i i think he's a legit pitcher so give me webb over him yeah i think uh when i first heard it i was thinking i think somebody was crazy to trade abrams for logan webb but i keep going back and forth on abrams and you know the fact that he broke his leg last year. I don't know how much, how many bases he's gonna steal. And if he's not stealing bases, he's not hitting for power. He's not very good. So uh, I think I, I give a slight edge on the Logan website, but I, I think it's closer uh, for me than it sounds like it is for you guys. Thank you for listening to episode three. We look forward to seeing you for episode four. It's gonna be recorded on Sunday night. Um, selection sunday so we'll be talking some ncaa and then we'll drop it on monday morning if you have any questions hit us up at baddadbaseball at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter um same thing baseball. you'll see our pretty faces there and uh we look forward to hearing from a lot of you guys Woo! Yeah. thanks guys yeah